Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard, and the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, we have one of my BFFs and our pod favorite, Aditya Ditz. Welcome back. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, you know, slinking into domestic partnership life, I guess. I don't know, but I wanted to catch up briefly before we discuss, you know, our main topic of the day, which is boomers. I wanted to get in, you know, on your mental health. How are you? Where are you? Valentine's Day is coming up. What's happening? Yeah, so um, I decided to escape the city last weekend for the, it was a big snowstorm here, and I went to Miami with our friends and to see you, and we had a really good time together. But unfortunately, it was really cold. Yeah, it was thirty degrees this past weekend in Miami, but we had the best time. I'm so glad we got to catch up. And yeah, we did we did some nice like 
you know, Sunday football and we had a couple of drinks. We went out at night. Well, you know, so I, we got a lot done. And you seem like you're living your best life, life, if I must say. Yeah. I mean, I've been going on dates. I've just been like trusting the process and having a good time meeting new people. And um, obviously like breakups are tough, but you have to move on and uh, you grow with every relationship. And I think the biggest thing is like, I've known that I have a lot of fans like on Instagram um, and they've like messaged me, but I like one of our friends found there's like a Reddit thread about me. So yes. I commented on that and I made some friends on Reddit and I've been DMing with some of those people on Reddit and they're like super nice. And apparently a lot of people are invested in my love life, which is um, really good to hear. I love the energy. Yeah. People have always wanted to date you. You get dates from this podcast and now people are invested in your situation and in my situation because, you know, we're open on this pod. We wear our heart on our sleeve. And I think you did a big thing by letting people know you were no longer in this relationship. And I think many people related. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I have some friends from Instagram, from Reddit, and a lot of them are female. And it's like, I'm not just trying to like, you know, meet people to hook up. It's just good to have that like support system. And like, we're all in this together. Like one of the girls on Reddit who messaged me, like she is uh, actually engaged now. And she's like, oh, like, don't give up. I never was with anyone. And she did some changes to her life. And now she ended up with with her person. Um, so I think it's it's important to see that. And then even on Instagram, there's a few people that just like want to catch up, you know, friendly drink. When you're in town, we can all get together. So yes. it's been exciting. I love that for you. And any plans for Valentine's Day? Are you going out? What are you doing? Um, so it's on a Monday. I don't believe in the whole Valentine's weekend thing, especially when it's on a Monday and it's not like we're not getting the day off. Right. Right. So I'm trying to plan like a singles event the weekend before at, uh, our, our favorite bar Dorian's yes. <laughs> on the Upper East Side. Shout out to Dorian's. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm just going to like get my single friends together and it's not just, it's not about hooking up. It's about like, you know, we're not alone. We're all having a good time. Let's go out and have some drinks. And then Valentine's night itself. It feels like, uh, I'll probably just like order some sushi, watch some TV, nothing too wild. Yeah, definitely, I agree. definitely will not go on a date on Valentine's. That's definitely sure. not. <laughs> I, I can say the same. So many people are telling me, oh, my God, it's your first Valentine's Day. But, you know, me and my boyfriend, we're not Valentine's Day people. Every day is Valentine's Day. We're both busy, but I think we're just probably going to have dinner at home or something. But it's not something neither of us care to celebrate, but more power to all the people out there but who want to celebrate. Here, Having said that, I did start talking to my boyfriend on Valentine's Day. So that is kind of, you know, the one year. Here's thing. my, here's my pro tip. If you do do Valentine's Day, like a first date isn't bad. If it's just drinks and then you're like, Oh, I have plans afterwards. Um, if you're going to do dinner, let's say it's like someone you've dated for a month or whatever it is, even a year, like go to an Asian restaurant because they don't do all that BS. Like do Thai, do Chinese, do yes. sushi. Don't go for like the Italian preset, like $150 no. per per. Like, no, it's a complete waste of money. It's a waste. And you know what? That's a great idea. I might end up at my favorite dumpling place here in Scottsdale. That's yeah, probably Jewish what I'll do. Yeah, on Christmas do dumplings. Why can't we do it on Valentine's? No problem. Absolutely. I think, you know, Valentine's Day, all of this, the pressure, because I believe before this relationship, you had pressure. I definitely have had pressure most of my life being a woman, an ethnic Indian woman, you know, to be with someone to get married. But we're now going to rant about boomers. I feel like they've put us in this position. Yeah. So I think this is not just about it's about the disconnect between boomers and millennials and to some lesser extent, Gen Z. But let's just say our parents have a like 
they, we, you know, it's Valentine's, like we love our parents. They love us. We appreciate so many of the things they did for us. A lot of us as first generation immigrants, like, you know, they came to this country for us. Um, with that said, I think they just don't quite know like the struggles that we've had. They had their own set of struggles. And I think we've had a ton of our own that we're still going through, by the way. Yes. We're actually the least successful generation millennials. It's it's weird because like we've we've actually earned like as much, if not more, than the boomers at our age, but the cost of living has gone up. So all of that matters. I don't want to be like rant like an economist, but a lot of this has to do because, you know, you whatever your parents, especially Indian parents, the when I was your age thing, that game is really annoying. When I was your age, I was living, you know, with my wife, with my kids, you know, with sorry, with you guys. You know, I had you at a certain age. I married your mom. I did this. I I lived on my own. It's like that's a the American dream. And I don't know if that's sustainable. Any it, of course it is. Like, you know, it's not just about hard work, right? Back then it was hard work. Now you have to have a little bit of luck, you know, and it's just tough for us to get to that level. What do you think? I agree with you. And, you know, this actually goes back to dating because a lot of boomers, aka our families, our, our member, our family members, our parents, you know, they've said the whole when I was your age, I had a house, I had this, I had that. But that doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, I can't tell you one friend of mine that has bought a house on their own without the help of maybe their boomer parents or some miracle happened, you know, like they got lucky. But I don't know a single person. I'll be upfront. I've said this on the podcast before. My issue, me and you have talked about this one-on-one personally with our astrologer. My issue has always been, how can I be more successful than my parents? And some days it's, I just want to give up. I just feel like it's impossible. I feel like I failed personally. I'm 37 years old. I don't have a family. I don't own a home. I'm not even married. And that's kind of where all this is going. But I think it's not like, first of all, I think it's okay to not be successful as your parents because we are the generation that is, you know, had less, you know, less successful, whatever you want to call it, than our parents. So we're at the very least average. Like we're the same as everyone listening to this pod, all of our friends. And if you're better off than your parents, you're almost, you know, in the minority, you know, it's, it's bizarre. And like, if you think about, um, like, let's say you are married, right? Let's say you get married in a year or two. Having kids is really expensive now, right? Putting them through school, like, you know, affording a home, like think about the student debt. Like, let's say you want to become a doctor or surgeon, you have to take out insane student loans and then you spend like the first 10 years of your career working your ass off just to pay off the debt. Absolutely. And, you know, in such a short time, we've experienced as millennials, you know, 9-11, the 2008 financial crisis and now COVID, the pandemic. And, you know, I could go on and I don't know where we can catch a break. And a lot of boomers can say, oh, it's all excuses. There are other millennials doing it. But and and even the Gen Z that's doing it. Notice how many of them are, you know, making it big in YouTube or in entertainment. Those aren't realistic, you know, things that we can do. if, If you're if you're big in crypto or TikTok, even the people that are big in crypto, they already had a lot of money, like liquidity. Right. Like just to get started, it's so difficult. Like you think about all the things you mentioned, our parents. They started their careers in the 70s and 80s. There was a financial boom that went till the early 2000s, right? After the dot-com. And at that point, they'd already started their careers. We're, you know, we all started our careers around the same time as millennials. And we've like struggled and you keep having these setbacks. Uh, There's so many articles and memes about it. And everyone can Google this who's listening. You know, I hear things like my dad's like, you know, I drove a cab to pay for college. 
could could you Im- imagine like <laughs> imagine driving an Uber and they're like, you know, you can. Did your dad really drive a cab? That's incredible. Yeah, he did at night. Like he uh, he did school during the day. At night, he would drive a cab to um you know in New York to pay for for grad school. But see, look at where he is now, and it's like I could never have been your father today driving around in an uber and you know have the life that your dad has now i that would not happen yeah and i think part of it is like you know i'm not saying getting a job was tough then or, or you know it was but you know it's just the attitude my dad and even my buddy's dad's like hey you really like sports like the nba like why don't you go work for them i'm like sure let me just you know go over there you know print out my resume and just stand there it's things are different now like you have to like network and you have to get lucky you have to get in line because there's, you know, hundreds of people doing the same thing that you're doing, trying to get that same job. Right. Absolutely. I mean, back then, all you really had to know was how to type. I mean, you knew how to type and you were golden. Like back then, college degree was what a master's is today. And now even a master's degree doesn't mean anything because I feel like all our friends have master's. We all have master's. I actually, you know, don't think it did me any good other than the lifelong friendships that I made from mm-hmm. going to school. But I don't think school is necessary. I'm saying it out loud. I don't think school or postgraduate education is necessary unless you're going into a field that has a skill. Like you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, Correct. you're going to be an engineer. If you're <laughs> just going to school to study business like we did, <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, like us MBAs, it's a completely useless degree. Unnecessary. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Maybe get just yeah, doctor, lawyer. Those are the two that actually make sense. But even those examples we gave, you're still going to be paying, you know, you, you know, this firsthand, you know, you're dating someone like that. Yeah. And they're working nonstop. That's all they do. That's they're and just every, working every month. Student loans. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I also um, think dating was easier back then. Right. You know, not just getting yeah, a I was, job. I was definitely going to, yeah, I was going to ask you or, you know, we were definitely you know, we want to bring this back to dating always. Like, I think part of it is like, you know, our parents, like, why aren't you settling down? Why aren't you doing this? Why are these relationships only lasting, you know, quarterly or every six months? And I think it's because back in the day, boomers, whatever, you would only date in your community. So that community could be your high school, college, church, village, temple, whatever religion you want to call it. It's a small area. So you're choosing between 20 to 50 people, right? And that's at some point, everyone says, you know what? This guy's not the best, but he's in the community. He's the best that we can see here. And now you have 12 dating apps to choose from, and you're swiping around for millions of people because you're not just searching in a small radius. You can search all of New York, all of the USA, and you can set locations for Singapore, India, Dubai, whatever you want to call it. You can date around the world if you really want to. It's just, I think that this isn't even a hot take. It's like, because we have so much opportunity now in the dating apps and, and dating in general, uh, no one settles down because there's always some imperfection. There's always someone better. Um, and there's always the flavor of the week that comes along. And you're like, you know what? I had a really good five dates with that other person, but this new person is a little hotter. Right. And then there's always something superficial. I think my parents have slowly, you know, come to understand the environment we're dealing with in terms of professional and personal life because they see, you know, people that I'm friends with that they like that are either still single or getting divorced, you know, and a lot of stuff is just changing. And I think it's very hard to keep up sometimes. And, you know, I'm almost grateful that it's taken me this long to finally, you know, decide to, you know, put a focus on dating and settling down. But, you know, I will say it only took 
uh, like over two decades for my parents to realize it because, you know, they were still living in their boomer years where everything's happening differently. But it seems like after this relationship of yours, Mm -hmm. your parents have also somewhat come to an understanding that, hey, maybe this isn't our son. Maybe this is just the times we're living in. Yeah, I think they kind of get it now. Like it's, you know, first you have the issues that it's tough for people. You know, if I'm dating uh, a girl, for example, back in the day, a girl would just be like, I'm only focused on finding a husband. Now girls, as they should be, are very focused on their careers, right? So if you're a career woman, more power to you. I love that everyone listening who's a lady, like go after like- Keep doing it. Your goals. The problem is though, doing that, you have to always prioritize your career over dating because life is so competitive now. And that just, you know what, it doesn't work out and that's okay. And that was one of the issues in my last relationship was she struggled to find that balance between her job and with her relationship and, you know, no hard feelings. You know, it happens. It's a skill. Um, But that's part of the problem is a lot of people can't do that. And it's not just people you meet on dating apps. It can even be with like matchmaking, you know, parental setups. Like I've been through all that. And a lot of times people are just so involved in like furthering their career and they can't really give the effort. I think, you know, I listened to your pod with our friend Nancy and she touched on some of those issues too. Yes. You know, I spoke to Nancy uh, personally and I said, you know, when you first married Gaurav, you know, she was in med school and again, in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And I said, how did you, you know, decide to get married? And she's like, I just, you know, got married because I knew she's one of the smart ones. She knew Mm -hmm. she wasn't going to have time to date or to do anything because, you know, med school is a whole different trajectory. And, you know, parental pressure, boomer pressure and all of that. But they've made it work. But she said in the beginning of their marriage, she didn't cook. She didn't clean. She didn't do anything. She's like, I was studying. There was no time to be a wife. And so you either have to find someone that's willing to accept that or you decide, okay, I'm going to get married later, but guess what? Exhibit A, me, you get married later, (laughs) or you decide you want to get married later, and then you're stuck in your ways, and you don't want to change, and then you really have to (laughs) accept people for who they are, and they have to accept you for who you are. And I would say, me and my boyfriend, we're very independent. It's not your typical, you know, sappy Mm -hmm. relationship. He's working, I'm working, and you have to find someone that's okay with that, because then, you know, you're not spending a lot of time together. The problem is you have all these, you know, I mentioned on an earlier pod, I dated someone when I was like 26, 27, that wouldn't have worked out. Like that would, I know in my head that was a, would have been a disaster. So you don't want to get married too young. And we talked about this with Julio. You don't want to get married too late. The problem is there's such a small window. And I think it's that 30 to 35 range. And my parents, it's actually during this range from the last four to five years, my parents have actually changed their attitude to it. They've become a lot nicer they told me to take more time off. You know, I work in the family business. They said, take time off for mental health if you need it. They see the toll of these relationships and the breakups. And they even, you know, they gave me their miles to fly wherever I want. Like the Miami trip. That was yeah, <laughs> straight because off my they dad's saw, point. They saw you making the effort, right? We always say on this podcast, like, if you're going to go out there and date, don't waste people's time, you know, and put effort. And dating takes effort. Giving your time and energy to someone takes effort. And guess what? Getting in and out of relationships takes a toll on you. And I felt like you had just come to that place where you didn't give up, but you want to take time for you. 
And that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I've stopped dating. It just means that I haven't quite ready to open my heart up yet because I've done that twice last year and I don't regret it. But you have to admit it's, it's almost like the same as, you know, if you're playing in the NBA and you have this like injury, you can't just rush back right? you can't rush back and be on the court and dunk again. So you need to take the time for yourself, rehab, rehab your heart, your brain. And I think the key is, you know, for me, my parents have seen it the hard way because they spent time with a lot of these girls. They're like, oh, you know, things seem so great. And like, and look, the girls, the girls are nice, but sometimes it doesn't work out. And even if they approve, if everyone approves, I think my last would be if you do your best and you show your parents you're doing your best, your boomer parents, you can kind of reprogram them and and be like, you know, they'll they'll be a little nicer to you. I'm sure a lot of people listening, they're always feeling pressure. But if you're doing the work, and even if it doesn't, you know, work out, I think I think it'll be okay. And I also want to say, believe it or not, we have to open the lines of communication with our boomer parents. They're not Mm -hmm. trained or used to having these conversations. It's our responsibility and our job to open up to our parents as uncomfortable as it may be at times to talk to them and fill them in on what's happening. Otherwise, they don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty good. I have, I have a couple of methods. Like one of them, I kind of guilt trip them a lot. And I think I was really upset. And I was, you know, when we were about to break up and I told my mom, I was like, oh, I'm sorry I let you down again. And like, you know, I gave her a hug. And I think it's like a little manipulative, but like it's what I needed. And she's like, no, I think her response is that it's, I'd rather you be alone for the next 10 years than with the wrong person who like, you know, you ruin each other's lives. And my parents, I, the big thing with my parents, they actually said, I've been dating a ton of Indian girls since the pandemic and in general. And they're like, you should try just dating white girls or, you know, Latina, Asian, like, you know, outside the community. They're like, go for it. We support it. My sister married a white guy. (laughs) Yeah. Your sister's married to an American man who is precious. And, you know, my mom has told me, frankly, she said, we just want to see you independent and successful and happy that you can stand on your two feet Worst mm-hmm. case scenario, we just want to know one day if we're not there, you can take care of Correct. yourself more than anything else. And so my mom's given me that, you know, to make me feel better. But if things don't work out, of course, people will be devastated as it happened to you, you know. But most important to our parents, and I'm sure to your parents out there, to the people listening, believe it or not, they probably just want to make sure you're happy and they don't know what is happening to you unless you tell them. That's true. I mean, my, my advice is like, also just like go to them for help, right? It doesn't, it can be your relationship. It can be money. It could be your job, career, whatever it is, even, you know, somewhere to live. Like a lot of people during the pandemic moved in with their parents. That's okay. At this point, it's not even weird. You've been listening to us for, you know, 20 minutes to talk about this. Like everyone's doing it. Everyone's having issues. Uh, they're here to help, right? They made the decision whatever it is, 20, 30, 40 years ago to, to give birth to you. That means, you know, they're always going to be there for you. And sometimes it takes courage to be like, dad, mom, like I'm struggling, like help me, you know? Oh yeah. And especially when you, they might throw it back in your face because back to the original conversation, <laughs> you know, boomers can be tough because they grew up with tough love. We grew up with yeah. tough love. We're trying to break the cycle. It's our responsibility. Yeah. I mean, we're the, you know, I think I like to call it, we're the swimming upstream generation going back to all, what we all said. And it's tough for us, but, you know, we we're all kind of fitted together. And I think our parents, they're probably a little nicer than their parents were, 
Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know, you know, what is it? Whatever is, is the silent generation. Like our, we know our grandparents. We see them as these old, sort of tiny, like quiet, you know, giving us candy people. But there was a time where, like, my mom was like, you know, like, like my grandma, like way stricter. She's like way stricter than I was. Like, like you guys got to do anything you wanted. <laughs> my mom said that you know my adorable grandparents who you see on the show on Family Karma, you know, they love me and they're adorable to me and the public. But my mom said, (laughs) my mom said they were so strict and dinner was at five, let's say. And if you didn't eat dinner at five, you didn't have dinner, period. Things like that. You know, there were rules and they were, you know, they didn't talk about feelings. And if you threw a tantrum, you, you got whipped. Yeah. And I, but like, I just think, Everyone now is even, even the boomers. I think maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's something has been a lot nicer. Everyone's becoming softer and kinder and gentler. Absolutely. My, if I had talked to my dad about mental health 10 years ago, I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, you're young and healthy, whatever. Now it's like, because this mental health problem during the pandemic is such a big thing. I think, you know, there's so many people that are like substance abusing, whatever, like depression, there's suicides or like, I think now my parents are like, what can we do? You know, talk to a therapist, like whatever right. it is. What's your advice for anyone out there, not just millennials listening to this and they're struggling or they just had a breakup and Valentine's Day is coming up and it's horrible. What's your advice for them? Find your single friends and go out. That's literally what I'm doing. Like, uh, I, I think I like made a list of all my friends that were single and I just like put it in a notes in the notes app my on my phone and I made a booking at this bar and I'm sending an email out and being like, hey, whoever wants to come, I'm gonna be posting up here on this night. And then that's the Saturday before Valentine's and Valentine's on a Monday. Who cares? Monday nights, I never do anything. That's my movie TV night. Exactly. Reading. No one cares, by the way. And as usual, free feel free to DM us. We'll be around. And if Always. you're interested, <laughs> If you're interested, Ditz is a single Pringle. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm in New York, so I don't know who else is in New York, but I'm always down to like hang out and make new friends. <laughs> I think a lot of people who listen happen to be in New York, but you know, you know the drill. Send us a DM and thank you everyone for listening. And Ditz, thank you so much. I'm glad we got to speak about our feelings about the generational generations and boomers and everything that's going on, because I think it's really relevant and we laugh it off with memes, but there comes a point. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, it's tough. But, you know, on a lighter note, you know, our parents, they're always evolving. Uh, And it's funny because the, even though they evolve with the important stuff, they'll never adapt to like new so, you know, the new tech, it took my parents so long to, my mom was like, why is your fax machine number not in your email? And this was five years ago, fax machines. I'm like, mom, because that's insane. Exactly. And, you know, I'll tell them about restaurants and they'll be like, no, we're only going to the same restaurants from like 20 years ago. That's my parents. So, we only go to the same four restaurants, forget. And if they, we do take them somewhere new, there's no chance in hell they're going to like it. Like I want to take my friends to Thai Villa, which is our favorite place. And they yeah. just won't go. Because they want to go to Jaya Thai. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, but if you're to in New York, go, go to Thai Villa for Valentine's Day. That's our plug. That would be amazing. They're not paying us, but if you want incredible Thai food in New York City, go to Thai Villa. They're not paying us. They should though. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Jits. Bye. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. 
If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.